ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. If you need to dash out for, say, a bottle of milk, how easy is that for you? Do you need to get into your car or is your nearest milk vendor close enough that you can just pop out for a walk? Follow-up question, are you also within walking distance from your work? A hospital? A nice green area to soak up nature's healing properties? If so, congratulations, you might be living in a 15-minute city. I'm Tegan Taylor and this is Quick Smart, a show that feeds you big ideas in bite-sized pieces. So what is a 15-minute city? Didn't we all live in places like this just a couple of generations ago? Why is the term getting traction now and how on earth has it, of all things, become a target for conspiracy theorists? One person who has been taking a walk around this particular block is Jonathan Green. Hello, Jonathan. Hello. What is a 15-minute city? Well, think of Paris. Paris is a 15-minute city. I do so with joy. Thank you very much. Indeed. Copenhagen, Barcelona. It's not an unusual idea. Paris, in fact, the current mayor of Paris, Anne Hidalgo, she was elected in 2020 on a 15-minute city platform. And what she's doing is putting in more bike paths, more green spaces, So that is the basic concept, that the basic things you need, the amenities that make your life tick can be found within a 15-minute walk or public transport. So the 15-minute city, it's a thing, it's a term that was first coined by a Spanish urbanist called Carlos Moreno back in 2016. And it's one of those things we keep coming back to and, and my Radio National program, Blueprint for Living, we're constantly talking about these ideas around urbanism and 15-minute city is one which recurs. And we talked about it earlier in this year because it's one that has suddenly become controversial, but more about that in a minute. (laughs) So it's a pretty recent term then. 2016 is a lot more recent than I expected. Why now? Why has it become the moment now? It's become a very favourite thing amongst urbanists and urban planners because this improves quality of life. If you want people to be happy in the place in which they live, these things are, are really key things to strive for. This is what makes a happy urban existence is having these things within within human reach. And and it used to be the way we lived back in the day, back in our villages, back in our smaller places. This of course, you walk to where you need to get to and everything is is on hand. And we've somehow become disaggregated and isolated from the stuff that makes our life work and car dependent. How did it happen? Because it is so sensible. It feels like a no-brainer. How did we get to a place where we did isolate ourselves from these things like healthcare and education? Capitalism. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's snappy. I like it. Well, it, it's it's property development. It's property development based around the fact that people can get in a car and go to where they want to be. We, we all know uh, suburbs in all of our cities that are basically groups of houses and the, the, the closest uh, central point for shops or facilities and services is a driveway, uh, and that's that's anathema to this idea. So people in in all sorts of sort of urban planning areas uh, are trying to remake those city places because this speaks to human need, and there's something about isolating people from the basic constituents of a happy life. <laughs> that is, is, is unhealthy for people. It's not the way that we perhaps are born to live. There's a real class element to this, isn't there? 
Well, there is. Um, you know, we know that areas of our cities have become gentrified and therefore incredibly expensive. Uh, we know that if you want to obtain real estate, which is an impossibility for so many people, but to get into the market in real estate, you are driven further and further and further and further uh, from those fundamental amenities in cities. This life, this 15-minute city life, is a thing of now of tremendous privilege for so many people. And we're in a housing crisis, a buzzword alert, All sorry for everything, and it really depends on more places being built for people to live. How do you make sure that this is being considered at that planning stage? Well, this is the other part of the 15-minute city. One of the things that that implies is a certain density of accommodation. And that occurs in our inner cities, but there's no reason why that can't occur you know, more far-flung from CBDs. You can create this environment in which within 15 minutes people can walk to those fundamental things. Um, so you need to have a certain density of population and you need to have a real multifunctionality uh, within those hubs of dense human <laughs> habitation. That's what makes this work. What, what is the necessity of having a city which requires people to get into a car, drive to a remote location twice a day? Think of the, the aggravation in that. Think of the time lost in that. Think of the environmental damage in that. But on the other side of that coin, well, that's the way certain parts of the culture want you to work because they're going to sell you the car. They're going to be the petrochemical company that sells you the petrol and the oil. They're going to be the property developers who don't want to put those facilities in the new developments because that makes them more expensive. Okay, so you're bringing a bit of a cynical eye to why we don't have 15-minute cities, but on the flip side, it has become this concept of a 15-minute city has actually become the target for conspiracy theorists. Well, why? Why? Because, well, conspiracy theories are a thing we all have noticed in various <laughs> walks of life, and, and this is one of them. The, the conspiracy theorists, and this is particularly a, a post-pandemic rush of conspiracy theories, and we knew that through the pandemic, many places were closed down to some respect. Conspiracy theorists say that the 15-minute city idea is a way to continue that in perpetuity, to con constrain people within particular parts of the places in which they live, to restrict their movement and to subject them to surveillance. They say that this is the secret world government hidden... <laughs> You may smile, <laughs> listeners, she's smiling. This is the hidden world government desire between behind the 15-minute city idea is to make people live in concentration camps. It has great currency online, that idea, and it's the more so because increasingly uh, cities and, and urban um, authorities and, and, and councils and so forth are talking about this as a really desirable outcome. And well, 15-minute cities, not yeah, the concentration camp. Part. Not the concentration camps, no. <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean you, can, you can kind of maybe work out the thinking behind the conspiracy theories, but the truth of it is just such a, a key to fundamental human happiness. You know, it, it would be a great pity if, if the conspiracy theories became the dominant thinking about this idea, because this is a way to save cities that increasingly and around the world have got too big for their boots, that have got too big to be places that offer the fundamentals of a good human life. What would it take to actually realise this when so much of this urban sprawl is already done and dusted? Yeah, well, that's tricky, isn't it? And, and that's to unpick our cities, you need to unpick the car. 
and these things go hand in hand and there is there is so much economic and, and social baggage around that, so much force of habit. And but let's not forget that the car is a fairly recent innovation in the course of human affairs. But it, is, it has become such a, a, a dominating element in the way in which we plan our living spaces. So the unpicking of that is, is a huge project. But I guess the way in which some of this aims to do that is by removing some of its necessity and perhaps consigning that individual mode of transport to the things that it has to be used for, perhaps going interstate or visiting somebody in another part of town, rather than just that day-by-day running around, which can be better done on your bicycle or your feet. But to unpick that, it's a thing which has to be planned for now. In Paris, they are beginning to unpick that. They have closed streets to cars. They have created parks that used to be streets. They have opened streets to purely bicycle and pedestrian use. And that's a thing that we're happening in, we see happening in many cities around the world. You know, it, it can be done. It needs bold thinking on the part of civic authorities, but it's almost universally well received, received with, with, with great joy and happiness because it makes life better. We often do look to European cities for <laughs> yes. inspiration, and we're set up so differently here in Australia. Fast forward, say, 20 years, what do you think it could look like here? If these ideas aren't swamped by negativity, it has the possibility of, of, of saving our cities from themselves. And I think if we, if we go on the way we are now, if we go on inexorably spreading our, our urban mass, it's going to become unsustainable. It's, it's not a thing, there's not the land for it. You know, we're extending our supply lines. They have this theory in, in war, you know, it's like Napoleon and the retreat from Moscow. The supply lines are too long. If you're in an outer suburb of one of our cities, it becomes disengaged from the centre of that city. So you might as well give that place the things that it needs to be um, an entity in its own right. You know, yes, you can retrofit some of our suburbs in that way, but perhaps the better thing, and it's the thing we're a bit reluctant to do and and poor at doing in many instances in this country, is is to plan these things better and to build this sort of functionality into the new spaces that we live in. Let's hope the policymakers are listening. Thank you so much, Jonathan Green. My pleasure. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.